Welcome to the Whiteboard Session, Examining Our Faith, based on Luther's Small Catechism. This week, Pastor Jung talks about the fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother. Let's listen in. Welcome, everyone, uh, as we continue on with our uh, series uh, through the Catechism, our Whiteboard Session, uh, based on the commandments today, especially the fourth commandment. I, I thank you for joining me today as we learn God's Word and um, dwell in the scriptures as we continue to see uh, what the Lord has called us to do as His children. Um, let us begin uh, this morning uh, with a word of prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul in all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Well, let us continue this day with the fourth commandment. And let us read it all together as we see it on this board. Honor your father and mother. Uh, what does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise or anger our parents and other authorities, but honor them, serve and obey them, love and cherish them. Again, the fourth commandment, the first commandment of the second table of the law. Now, it shows great importance as God is giving us the design of his hierarchy, this order, this design of authority, uh, to citizen, from father and mother to child. God gives us this, this design uh, so that it may go well with us. But why don't we look at the explanation here? Honor your father and mother. Right? What does this mean? First, we should fear and love God. Right? Fear, I got colors. And I'm not really that humorous. But it's good to be humorous sometime. Well, that wasn't even funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, just laughing. So, hey, that's good enough. So we have fear and love, right? Who are we fearing and loving? God. Now, why is this here? Because it's showing us that when we fear, love, and trust God above all things, that is the first commandment, we very well know that He has established these, uh, these levels of authority. So He has given us our father and mother, namely our parents, to be, as we know, that our parents are God's representatives. They are masks of God. They are called to take care of the children, which the Lord has provided for them, but also in their vocation, has given them the calling to take care of their children. Now, when we know that God gives us all things, including our own life, we very well know that as children especially, uh, we look at our parents and we are daily reminded that, yes, God has given me my parents to take care of me because this is the design of God. Without parents, where would we be? Right? Without God's uh, provision of these 
this uh, design in his parental design, where would we be without our parents? Now, um, I know if I ate uh, cotton candy all day, it would be delicious, but probably not good for me. On the other hand, if I was to eat broccoli, which my parents uh, would force me to eat, I know that, well, it would go well with me because I think broccoli has a lot of protein in it. And it's, a, it's green. Colored vegetables are always good. Um, good in so many different ways. And it'll, it'll go well with me if I listen to my parents. Now, again, without my parents, uh, where would that leave me? It would probably leave me with rotten teeth and a, a, a very bad uh, bodily system um, as I would follow my every whim and desire. Right? So we are called, fear and love, to trust God that, yes, I have my parents, that God has given me. Right? Or I have the authorities that God has placed in my life to take care of me, and thus I should listen to them because they have that authority, whether it's teachers or uh, governments or law enforcement or firemen or first responders, anyone that has authority over me, my employer, let's say, um, we are called to listen to our bosses because this is the design that God has given to us. Just imagine if no one listened to police officers and we'd have chaos or, or employees would rebel against their employers. Um, products wouldn't be made, uh, there'd be chaos in the workplace, and it would just be an utter mess. No order at all. Right? So, when we fear and love God above all things, first commandment, we will not despise or anger our parents and other authorities because we know that God has given us these very people to take care of us. But rather than uh, despising them as we fear and love God, we, we honor, serve, obey, love, and cherish. Right? What does that mean? When we fear and love God, we honor. That is to respect, show humility and submission as we submit and respect their authority, knowing in faith that God has given us these representatives, father, mother, and other authorities, to take care of us. Not only are we called to honor them, but we are called to serve them. Right? We must always ask ourselves, have I served my parents joyfully? Or do I follow them begrudgingly? Do I pray for the government? Do I pray for those who protect me? Or do I carelessly um, fail to remember um, those that are above me. Um, as we continue, not only serve, but also obey. Right? Do I listen? Do I take heed to the directives that my parents or other authorities give to me? Or do I disrespect and rebel against their authority? Again, this is God's design, not a human design. And that is very important to remember when speaking of the fourth commandment. Because I think as a child or as someone who is, um, who is listening to authority, it's, it's very easy to complain and to, um, and to begrudgingly go about your way as these authorities gives you the commands to follow. But remember, you must ask yourself, 
What has God given me? Do I fear, love, and trust God above all things, knowing that he has given me all things? Uh, When we look at uh, uh, this fear and love, this is what we're called to do. Not only serve and love, but oh, love and cherish them. Do we love those that are around us, especially our authorities? Do we love our parents? Do we take care of them? Do Do we listen and honor them? This is the result of when we fear and love God above all things. Uh, But if we were to fail in this first commandment, that we do not fear and love, trust God above all things, that we believe we are the gods of our lives, that we are number one, well, we look at the authority and say, I don't want to listen to them because I am my authority. I am my own authority. I don't want to um, serve, honor, and obey, and love, and cherish them because, well, I live the way I desire. I don't need authority in my life. I can do this all myself. Now, this is not, this, the, the main problem we see here when we all fall short to this is that we fail to remember that God has given us these representatives to take care of us. It's a, it's a God issue, right? It's a faith issue in what God has given to us. It's a first commandment issue that we fail to follow, right? So be cognizant of that as you continue to Um, deal with your employers or deal with those that are above us, whether it is our teachers or law enforcement or government, rather than having great frustration and uh, um, anger over them, we should pray for them. We should pray for our president, whoever that is. Uh, We should pray for our (laughs) legislative officials. Is that legislative officials? We should uh, definitely uh, care for our teachers, right? And pray for our parents and love them. Because we know that God has given all of these people placed in our lives to take care of us because that is their vocation. Now, Luther does a great job uh, as he spells out uh, the table of duties, right? That is uh, the way in which we should live out our vocation, our duty as um, our place that we have in this life. For example... Um, As you look at the catechism, I think on page 30 or so, if it's the 1991 edition, I know the new edition might be on a different page. Um, I don't know what page that is, but on the 91 edition, it's page 35. And um, Jeff's always proactive and he's probably looking it up right now. (laughs) But in the 2017 revised edition, um, it is somewhere in there. So, as we look at the table of duties, uh, we, we speak of children. What is the duty of children? As it reads in Ephesians 6, 1-3, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth so that it may go well with you. Your parents are there to take care of you. Now, ideally, in a perfect world, they would. And it's a two-way street. Parents are called to sacrifice their lives as they care for their children. But at times, in this fallen world, as we know sin very well, that's not the case. But ideally, parents are called to care for their children. And we'll talk about what the vocation of parents is here. But children... 
Obey and listen to your parents so that it may go well with you and that you may live long on this earth. That is the design of God. When that design breaks down due to our sin, we will not go well. We will not live a long time. Colossians 3.20 reads, Children, obey your parents in everything. Right? For this pleases the Lord. Obey your, your parents in everything. For this pleases the Lord. Now, to parents. What are you called to do? Ephesians 6.4 reads, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. Continuing. So, uh, as we see the table of duties here, we see what children are called to do. That is Ephesians 6, 1 to 3. Uh, children are called to listen to their parents, honor your father and mother so that it may go well with you. That is a result of honoring your father and mother. Colossians 3.20, uh, we see children obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. A call from God to listen to your parents, for it pleases the Lord to listen to them and to um, continue to honor and cherish them. But also Proverbs 23.22, it reads, Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Right? In 1 Timothy 5.4, If a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. Right? So, children, honor your father and mother so that it may go well, well with you, that it's pleasing to the Lord to listen to your parents, that we should not despise our father when he is um, old, uh, but we are... Uh, or we're called to listen to our father who gave us life, and we are called to uh, cherish our mother even when she is old. In 1 Timothy 5.4, um, that even children and great-grandchildren and, and great-great-grandchildren, when we deal with our parents, we are called to care for them in their old age. We are called to look after them and do our faithful best to care for them when they are in their elderly age. So this is the vocation of children. Right? But... When we talk about parents, um, you guys, we see it right here. Parents are uh, the masks of God, as we said earlier. These are the people that God has placed over us. And when we talk about their duties, Ephesians 6.4, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Right? Exasperate. Do not do that. Um, do not um, discipline and guide them to the point of aggravation as if um, they will, um, well, their, their barriers will be up and they will shut you out and, and they will be highly discouraged and they really will be in great fear of you in that sense. Fathers, we're not called to just do that in the sense of uh, being uh, very uh, um, provoking them and um, to cause great fear in them as if they can't, well, talk to you anymore or they're walking on eggshells. But fathers, our vocation is to train and instruct. Our call is to train and instruct in the Word. And also, do not provoke while doing that. So train and instruct in the Word. Live and guide and teach your children the Bible. 
You know, as we go through the catechism, this is one way I teach my own children. To teach them the catechism, I know a good book I use is called uh, My First Catechism. It's got cool watercolor pictures uh, for every commandment, for every uh, part of the creed, for every petition of the prayers, um, of the Lord's Prayer. Uh, there is a, a biblical narrative for each, and such a great way to repeat with their children. But fathers, this is the design which God has given to us. You know, we are the rulers of the head of the household, but yet our call is to sacrifice everything for our spouse and our family. That is also important that we train and instruct our children in the Word. Remember, when the family system breaks down, we are in great trouble, not only in the faith, but as a civilization. Right? And this is no coincidence that God has called us as parents to do these very things. Because when we're failing in our vocations as parents, where let's say we only provoke our children without any teaching, without any instruction, without bringing them to church to hear God's Word, without teaching them at home with our prayers and the Word, uh, then this design breaks down and the children, well, uh, they won't know what to do. So it's very important that as parents, uh, parents are called to teach and discipline that they see this importance of training in the Word of God. Because, as we said earlier, we are God's representatives. You have a great, if your parents out there, you have a great vocation, a great calling from God, that you're not just autonomous entities that self-govern and have your own laws. But God has given you your children. And your children are called to listen to the parents that God has given to them. And which ways uh, they are to listen is in that word that you are called to instruct them in. And that's where uh, the rubber meets the road. Um, so from children to the parents uh, in the table of duties, we see uh, what children are called to do and at the same time, what parents are called to do as well. And now let's continue with the table of duties again. Uh, fourth commandment is not just solely confined to father and mother and children, but it also connects to the government, other authorities, and the citizen. How are we to be good citizens under the authority that God has given to us in those above us? Um, some good text you can read uh, is Romans 13, verses 1 to 4, that we are called to listen to our governments that God has instituted. Remember, just like the parents who are instituted by God as representatives of God, God creates and has the authorities to take care of the nation. And therefore, we ought to pray for our president. Is our president perfect? Are any of the presidents perfect? No. They're human beings like us, and they make mistakes. They might have their weaknesses, but we do know that God has put them into a position of authority to serve, uh, to protect, uh, to do what is best. And the best thing we can do as citizens is to pray for them, but also to listen to them and to trust that God is working through these authorities, these offices of authority, 
uh, to take care of us. So again, this is a faith issue. It's not a why aren't they doing this or why aren't they doing that or why are they doing that as a government. But rather, we pray for our officials that God may guide them to do what is best in God's will. As we continue, Matthew 22, uh, when we see the famous story of Jesus and, and the people trying to trap him, as they ask him, tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? And Jesus responds, therefore render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. Matthew 22, verse 21. Jesus is saying, listen to your authorities. Pay your taxes. And don't evade your taxes, but pay your taxes. Do what the government has called you to do and follow because these are all institutions of God. Other Bible verses that you may look up are Titus 3.1, 1 Peter 2.13-14. Uh, these are all references to the government and authorities and citizens. Right? But as we look at it today, from government to citizens, from law enforcement to citizens, from teacher to student, from employer to employee, and from parents to children, God has given us this design. Now here we have a chart. A drawing, a sketch, I'm not sure. But we see right here, we see the first three uh, commandments of the law. I mean, th uh, the first uh, three of the Ten Commandments. And that is about God and our relationship with Him in this vertical relationship. Now, with man, it's a horizontal one, right? And how we ought to love our neighbor. And therefore, in that horizontal design, how we ought to love our authority and care for them. There is that authority, this design, where they are called to take care and protect you. This is the design. When this design breaks down, there is no protection, uh, there is no order, and there will be utter chaos. Remember that. We live a life that is not of linearity. Is that a word? Ah, I guess so. It's not a linear line. We're, we're living in a hierarchy. There's an order. There's an authority. There are people under that authority. And the authority are called to uh, fulfill their vocations as to care for those that are under them. And meanwhile, those that are under them are, are, are called to listen and to submit to that authority that is called to take care of them. This is God's design. right? Leaders are supposed to lead rightly. Citizens are supposed to follow faithfully. All because we very well know that God's design um, is above all things. And subjects are subject to those above them. So remember that this day, we are living in God's design. And because of the fall of Adam and Eve, that design is continually being distorted. Rather than living in this hierarchy, man will always say, uh, we have the same equal power, or we have the same equal authority. When in fact, as citizens, as children, uh, there are those above us who God has called to take care of us and to sacrifice everything for us. So remember that day. Remember that this day. So the next time you fail to love and honor and, and cherish your parents or to speak highly or to pray for your government, repent. Confess your sins and go to the Lord for that forgiveness because very well we know that we are dealing with God's design. Not our own design, which we continue to try to battle with our stubborn flesh, but we're dealing with God's design. 
And sometimes we don't understand why things happen the way they do. We can't explain it, especially with our authorities, uh, whether it's uh, government and all the other officials. We don't know why things happen the way they do, or even at times when our parents tell us what to do, yet we do not want to do it. We must ask ourselves quickly, who has God given me to care for me? And if they're faltering in their vocation, pray for them. Um, admonish them, uh, go to them, and, and ask them um, about what their vocation is. That's an interesting thing, especially to your parents. Um, ask them if they've instructed you in the Word and that have guided you in this Word to lead you, to come to church, to be that model of faith for them. Because this is what it's all about, right? Parents and children, authorities and citizens, we all play a part, all by the faithful promise or the faithful design that God has given to us. But at the end of the day, again, um, in uh, the commandments, uh, we know we fall short, but yet these commandments point us to Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. So remember that this day, my friends. Um, continue uh, to dig deep in this word, review this uh, lesson, and dwell on the scriptures that we discussed. Because when it comes to vocation and loving our neighbor, God has shown us. And the best way to love our neighbor is to have faith in God. And until next time, God's peace to you. And may his love endure forever in your life. Go now in his peace. Amen. Thanks for listening to this study on Luther's Small Catechism. We hope this was helpful as you grow in the Christian faith and study of the Bible. For more information about Faith Lutheran Church, visit us on the web at faithmorepark.com.